Hello, hello, and welcome to Sensible Bites. I provide a healthy and manageable dose of information and encouragement. Thank you for joining me. My name is Melinda, and I'm a certified health coach and founder of Simple Sensibility Health Coaching. Please note, my content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider. Well, it's summertime, and for some of us, that means a road trip or two. But that doesn't mean our healthy lifestyle has to stay home. A little planning can go a long ways to help us enjoy our trip and make progress. Providing tips is what I'm going to do today so that you can be prepared for hunger because it's coming. First, let's start with some questions, though. Here's something you can ask yourself before you start planning your trip. What types of snacks or meals or both do you enjoy on your trips? What you eat on the road is not necessarily what you want to eat at home. So write those things down. What kinds of foods are you going to want to eat? Do you want to bring a cooler? Do you want to stop for food? How long is this trip going to be? How many people are going with you? What's along the way? What restaurants, convenience stores, grocery stores? You'll want answers to those things so that you can plan what you want to bring with you, if you want to bring anything with you. For myself, I like to bring my own snacks with me because my goal is to pick foods that are somewhat filling but not too calorie dense. For example, potato chips versus homemade popcorn. Now, potato chips taste good, but they're pretty dense in calories, and you don't get a big serving of those. So visually, I'm a little disappointed after I eat my serving. But when I have my homemade popcorn, it looks like I get more, and I'm also getting some fiber. It's a whole grain that helps me feel fuller longer. So that's why I would choose the popcorn over a bag of potato chips or a small serving of potato chips, I should say. So pre-selecting snacks allows me to have more control over what I'm eating. That's more control over how much salt I'm intaking, how much sugar, and how much fat. Because those are the three critical macronutrients that I should be concerned about. I might pop my own popcorn, bring it with me. Um, I've also made my own peanut butter energy balls, brought those with me. Um, and the other one that used to be my big time favorite was a peanut butter banana and honey wrap. But maybe you're not into those. So some other options that I've personally done are fruit and vegetables. Now, <laughs> Sometimes these are difficult to take with you if they're not in ready-to-eat form. So my advice would be to make sure that these are washed and cut 
looking pretty. So all you have to do is open the container and eat them. Because we like when things are convenient. And that's going to help you get those veggies in and make sure that you don't throw them away when you get to your destination or when you get back home. Because that's expensive. So we don't want to do that. The other thing that's nice about fruit and vegetables is because if you drink too much water, you're going to have to stop way more often than you want to. So you can use fruits and vegetables because they're mostly water to help keep you hydrated and hold that water longer. Now, if you like dip, that's not a problem. Go ahead and add your fruit or veggie dip or your hummus. Thing is, you should have more fruit and vegetable then you do dip. So watch your portions when you, you know, select what kind of dip you have. You don't want a half a bottle of, of ranch going on your little handful of carrots. It should be more, more carrots, less dip, but just enough to enhance the taste. Plus that little bit of fat might actually help you with your nutrient um, absorption. So if you need a little justification for that, there you go. Nuts and seeds, that's another one I like to take with me because I I like cashews and almonds personally. The only thing is they have a lot of fat. It's good fat. It's good for your body to eat those fats. Fats are not bad. But too much fat, that's not good. So we want to make sure we watch those portions. The other thing is uh, granola bars and protein bars. Now, I tend to lean more on the protein bar side because I that helps keep me fuller longer. But some of these bars, if you look at the labels, they have a lot of sugar, they have a lot of fat, you know, depending on what they use in them. If they have nuts, you know, that's going to be higher in fat. So sometimes I'll take those bars and eat half and then supplement with maybe some fruit or something else that has less calories just so I can feel fuller longer but not get all those calories from eating an entire protein bar the other thing i've noticed recently though is that a lot of them are offering mini sized bars so that's an option you can buy those instead or even a kid's version might offer you a smaller calorie um, option instead of the bigger bar that tends to be kind of high in calories Other options could be some dried fruit, um, but again, watch the amount of sugar that's in there. Hopefully they're not adding sugar. English muffin sandwiches with, you could use meat and cheese, or you could use peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly, or my personal favorite, peanut butter and honey. Jerky is out there too. Um, There's lots of options for jerky. I think there's even a vegan jerky out there somewhere. Uh, but the only thing is, got to watch the sodium because those can be really high in sodium. Now, what happens if you don't want to bring food with you or you can't bring food with you? Do you have any options? I have a couple options for you. First, have a few go-to foods that you can eat even if you can't read a label. Because some of the independent restaurants, you might not be able to see a nutritional label to know what's in them. But these foods typically that you're picking out are hopefully normally lower in fat 
calories, sugar, and salt. So an example, I usually go with grilled chicken when it's on the menu. And I also limit fried foods because fried foods are always higher in calories. However, if I really, really, really want fried chicken, I go for the small piece chicken nuggets. Now it's going to look like you've got the kitty meal, but that is an appropriate size (laughs) of nuggets, especially if the food is fried. It's going to help you satisfy that fried taste, but not overdo it on the calories. Another option is a small burger. If I really want a burger, I'm going to go get a small burger. I don't really need a big one anyway, and because that's an awful lot of calories that I don't necessarily need since I'm sitting in a car all day. So another option, you can swap your bread, like the burger bun, for a wrap. Or you could do no bread. Or you could do a lettuce wrap. Those are ways you can help cut some of the calories so your meal isn't so calorie dense when you don't have control over how it's made. The One of my favorite things to do, honestly, because I like eating fries. They're usually good, especially when they're fresh and hot. Love them that way with a little bit of pepper. I like to share my fries with other people because usually I don't really want that many fries, especially once they start getting cold Then I really don't want them, but you end up eating them because they're there. So I, I like to share them. We all get hot fries, we share those calories, and I get to eat them and enjoy them. But I don't have to enjoy, or I don't get the disappointment later of all those extra calories. If I don't feel like I had enough fries, I can eat fruit or vegetables. Now, if you're really, really awesome, maybe you're just not going to have fries at all and you're just going to have fruit and vegetables with your dinner. Good for you. Again, great for hydration great for calories, but you can have a few fries and the fruit and vegetable too. That's what I would do. (laughs) Now, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is not food related, but is still really important while you're on your trip is getting some movement in. Find a way to build movement into your trip. And you don't have to do formal exercise because after all, you are on vacation. You don't want to be quite so structured with your time. But if you could build in activities like walking at an amusement park or going for a hike or going climbing or maybe at your hotel when you wake up, you eat breakfast and you go for a quick walk and then come back and start your day that way, you'll feel great and you get some activity in, and then you don't even feel like you're exercising or or working really hard. So find ways to kind of ease some activity and movement into your day. Be creative with it. There's many different ways you can do it. So my advice is to do a bit of planning before you leave. What can you take with you? And by the way, it's usually a little cheaper. And what will you or can you buy on the road? Again, this is your practice. So try to find a few things that will work for you. You're doing an experiment, 
it doesn't work, we throw it out. If it works, we keep it. So your simple task for this week, or actually for your next road trip, which one of the above tips could you try on your next road trip? You can go ahead and morph one of my hacks to suit your needs and goals. And I'm not pushing you to completely remodel any of your existing habits. You might have some road trip traditions. Let's not throw those out the door. We're just talking about trying one or two things and just kind of seeing how it goes. Remember, a healthy lifestyle and a road trip don't have to be incompatible. You can incorporate some small steps to maintain or continue to make progress, even if you're on vacation. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Please feel free to like and share any of the episodes. My goal is to get as many people as possible practicing healthier habits. You can help me do that by liking and sharing. Talk to you soon.